really anything I'll talk about, you just find a way to switch it around and talk about yourself. I don't know why, but you do. Like, why? Why are you? You're like literally such a narcissist. Welcome back to another episode of the Formula One Gridlock Podcast. My name, of course, is Nathan Charles, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Chase Bozung. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing very, very well. We're recording this a little bit late. I think we're recording this, is it Thursday already? Oh yeah, my Thursday. god, we're so late. Uh, obviously, this last race was the third, uh, the 2022 Great Britain uh british grand prix in silverstone um we're recording it a little bit late we're recording it a few days late we were all traveling we we're all busy and but we got we got to it for you guys we got to it as soon as we could and chase i'm very 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 excited to talk about this race because i mean we had a lot of stuff happen in this race most importantly first time winner a little bit of a spoiler for later on first time winner carlos Sainz. super happy for carlos Super happy for Ferrari. They needed a win. Um, but this race was fantastic, Jason. Initial thoughts? Um, My initial thoughts were pretty wild, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it was just a wild race. I think it was a pretty good race at, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple factors that made you be able to look at different parts of the grid. Yeah, I, um, I follow somebody or... or these things keep popping up on my like YouTube um, like feed. You know how they'll have like different like uh, polls you can do. And and after yeah. this one account is doing okay, how do we feel about this race on a scale of like one to five stars? And I think so far this season, I've gotten every single one right for like the majority. And I think this one was four stars. So a lot of people enjoyed this race, or at least you know people in that poll did. Um, that's obviously not <laughs> not a, a valid source. It's just a YouTube poll. But I I was kind of surprised that we all like it was like 49 percent, like more than like about half of the people who took the poll agreed that this was about a four star out of five and i i tend to agree with them i think this was a good race um and i think we can just probably get right into it let's do a little bit of the race rundown to start us off so first place i alluded to it before first place goes to carlos Sainz in the ferrari it's his first victory um in his formula one career i think he had one of the longer streaks maybe yeah. not the longest probably not, not the, the longest, longest but a decently long streak of of not of his time from first race in formula one to to his first win i'm not sure exactly what the number is i'm sure chase if you wanted to pull that up you could but that is super 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 happy for Carlos. He's a great guy. Obviously, loved him when he was at McLaren. I'm super happy he's finding success at Ferrari. Second place, and this is big, for the Constructors' Championship is Sergio Perez in the Red Bull. Red Bull not um, not dropping too many points there, but they, they dropped some points in this race. We'll talk about it. Third place uh, is Lewis Hamilton getting on the podium for, I believe, the third time this season? Third or fourth time? Yeah, um, yeah obviously. There. Yeah, he hasn't had the most stellar season so far, but Lewis is there on the third step of the podium. Fourth place is Charles Leclerc, who was looking good this race. 
could have potentially gotten a little bit higher, but unfortunately, Sergio and Lewis beat him out for fourth place. Fifth place, Fernando Alonso in the Alpine. A solid result for Alpine. Watch out for them. Sixth place is Lando Norris in the McLaren. Absolutely driving the wheels off that car. Seventh place, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. Max had some debris, I believe, underneath his car. Caused him to, unfortunately, not be at his maximum pace for the day. Eighth place, scoring his first points. A lot of firsts, a couple firsts this weekend. Scoring his first points in Formula One is Mick, the golden boy Schumacher in the Haas. Congratulations for Haas there, grabbing four points. Ninth place, Sebastian Vettel in the Aston Martin. He'll be happy with that. Any points are good points for that Aston Martin team. And 10th place is the second Haas, Kevin Magnussen. Pretty incredible. Two Haases in the points. We love to see that as Americans. 11th place. Yeah, we don't have to go over those but what we do have to go over is the crazy amount of dnfs which is probably why both of the hosses ended up in the points because there were more point places finish more point place finishes than not point place finishes there were 14 no one two three four people outside of the top 10 so only four drivers didn't score points this race because we had count them one two three four five Five. Is it five? I thought yeah, it was five. six. One, two. One, two, three. No, it's six. Four. It's six. Alexander Albon, Zhou Guanyu, George Russell, Valtteri Bottas, Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon, all out with DNFs. Couple on crashes, couple on engine failures. Obviously, the big one, if you watch the race, you know Zhou Guanyu. Crazy crash. So thankful that um, the FIA is always looking out for the drivers. Well, I say always. They're looking out for the drivers. I mean, they were saying like if if they didn't we didn't have the safety and the halo and like the safety regulations in the car that we have today he probably would have would have unfortunately passed away but he did not he's safe i think he, he'll be back next week so super super glad to see that Joe Guan Yu was uninjured because that was a pretty gnarly crash yeah very bad which, which we'll get to yeah we'll talk about it um he takes out i believe he takes out Alexander Albon and George Russell in that crash as well then Valtteri mm-hmm. Bottas, Pierre Gasly, and Esteban Ocon all go down later in the race with uh, car troubles. So that is mm-hmm. both Alfa Romeos out, um, an Alpine, a Williams, and an Alfa Tauri. So that is the sort of the gist of the race there. And I think we can just get into some talking points, Chase. Who do you have for this weekend for your three winners? Well, actually, before we jump into three winners, okay, you were talking about races without a win, right? Yeah, yeah. For Carlos. And I pulled up some fun facts while, while we were finishing up there. First, for Carlos, it was 150 Grand Prix starts and seven and a half seasons before a win. Seven and a half years. Yeah. The other that's a, that's a long that's a long time. The other fun thing is Kevin Magnuson now holds the current record for most races uh, without a win on the current grid. Mm. And then what's he at? I, what number is he at? He is at 129 races as of the British Grand Prix without a win. And then I found a list 
of all-time highest. Oh, boy. <laughs> so what do you think is the number? You won't get the guy. No, there's no, no idea. Get the guy. No idea who the guy is, I'll be honest with you. I know who the yeah. other people are, but not number one. How many races do you think it took him to win? Or how many races did he race in without winning? I don't know if he ever won. It doesn't say. Yeah, so, okay. So seven years was like 150? You said yeah, Carlos was 150. And do you want me to tell you where Carlos Sainz sat on this list? Uh, sure. Position? Yeah, 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 sure. He was in the sixth position. Sixth, sixth most position races. 150. Yeah. I'm going to say it's in the like 300s. Like some guy raced for 10 years and never won a race. You're a little high. I am. Um, okay. And by a little, I mean a lot. Oh, it's so 208 like, races oh, without 208. ever winning or without. Yeah. Winning. I, 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 I just, for some reason, I can't wrap my head around the fact that there are only like 20 ish races on the calendar. So like, yeah. And so like, yeah. What make it, what might make it a little more interesting. I'd have to, I, I can't quote this exactly, but he is a bit of an older racer. And we know that they didn't always have 20 races. So he might yeah. have raced for a really hot minute and never won. Yeah. Because he started was, racing. Who? Well, who's the name of the one. driver? Who's the name? It's Andrea Di Ceresis. I, I have no idea. It's it's Italian and there's too many okay. S's and C's. Well, shout and... out to Andreas for holding the worst record in, prob- in probably in Formula 1 history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he started that, racing in 1980. The one that nobody wants to hold. <laughs> where is um, where is Nico Hulkenberg? I'm, 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 well, I was going to say an interesting one is that a, Nico Hulkenberg's on this list. Yeah, Eight I was going to say champion or never mind. He's not world champion. Yeah, I was thinking Rosberg. I was thinking Rosberg. How could he know? How could he be world champion if he's never won a race? James? Well, this is a list of like longest streaks. Okay. Okay. Sure. 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 Yeah, Nico Hulkenberg is 181 races. Yeah, I was going to say, because he was infamously known Mm -hmm. as that guy um, that had been in Formula 1 for a really long time, but had never won a race. I remember one of the, the, I can't remember which season of Driver to Survive it was, but he goes in to like a, a store and meets a bunch of, or no, he goes to like a school and meets a bunch of children. And they ask him, like, oh, how many races have you won? And he goes, I've never won one. And they go, how are you, like, how are you still in? How are you still doing it? Yeah. He's like, well, he's like, well it's very hard to win one. Well, I think the other interesting thing about Nico Hulkenberg is it's not just winning a race. I think he also holds a podium streak of never reaching podium. I, I don't know about that. Um I, I'd I, have to I, I'd have to research it more. Yeah, but I could have yeah. swore he also didn't have. Yeah, he has zero podiums. Wow. He has zero. So it's oh. 181 races without even a podium. <laughs> that is tough. That is a tough streak. Um, yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I wonder what, because I think Hulkenberg is probably driving in some other 
formulas. I don't think he'll. He's a reserve ever... driver right now, I believe. Yeah, he's a reserve driver. I think, but he, I think that he's probably driving in some other. I'd love to see him come to, you know, come to America, drive an Indy car like Roman Grosjean or Marcus Ericsson. Marcus Ericsson uh, won the Indy 500 this year. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. It was yeah, that was cool really beams. cool. Yeah, really happy for him. All right, Chase, let's get to the winners and losers. Who do you got? Um, My first winner, let me pull up my notes. My first winner is the winner, Carlos Sainz. I mean, come on, 150 races without a win. This guy deserved it. He's not, he's not a bad racer. He's definitely latter half. He deserved a win. And this is his time to get one this season, that's for sure. And his teammates been outperforming him and, you know, team orders and such, right? And he finally got one. And it was a good race by him. He didn't, you know, he wasn't insane. You know, Leclerc had a faster pace at points and Hamilton was breathing down the neck of both of them. But, I I, I mean, he's got to be the number one winner. My guy just won his first Grand Prix. That's got to be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You have to give him his props. He's on my list um, for winners as well. A really good race. A really good race from him, honestly. Yeah. Like outside I... of outside of it being like, oh, he won the race. In in the race, within the race itself, it wasn't just handed to him. You know, he had to fight for this one. And, and you know, that's pretty good. It was a good race. Yeah, I agree. My second winner is Mick Schumacher. My guy got points. Haas team represent. He got points and he took he overtook Latifi at one point to get points or more points. And when I saw Mick Schumacher passing Latifi for points, I was like, am I watching Formula 2? What is this? This is Formula <laughs> 1 and these two guys are fighting for points. Uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, it's well-deserved from Mick. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't been in the sport long, but he finally has a decent car and he, he's a pretty good driver. I like him. Yeah, I agree. I think that Mick, I feel like Mick hasn't had a lot of opportunities to shine. And then I think is due mostly this Haas car is so weird to me because some weekends it'll look like you know, like it's, it's better than kind of its competitors around it. And it will just seem like Kevin Magnuson is, is able to get a lot out of it. And then other weekends, it just seems like it's a, it's a, it's a, there's nothing going on and it's, and it's just getting passed left and right. So I'm, I'm glad Mick was able to, to grab some points and, you know, eighth place. That's, you know, that's not 10th. I mean, Kevin Magnuson's down there in 10th. That's only one point. He scores four points. That's pretty dang good. You gotta, yeah, give it exactly. to Mick. you gotta give it to Mick. I agree. Uh, and then my third winner is going to be Lewis Hamilton. Mm. We know this is a dominant track from Lewis Hamilton, winning eight previous times. Um, but, but all said and done, my guy does not have that good of a car. I mean, it's a lot better now, and they're getting a lot better at it, but it's not the best, and he capitalized on what he had. And he put up a really good fight with a lot of racers. So, I got to give it to Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I, at the start of last week, I predicted that 
Ferrari, or that, not that Ferrari, not, that Mercedes would have a good would have a good weekend on this track. And I don't know. It, to me, it felt like they were poised to do it. They felt it felt like their car was just was 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 good around this track. And it's unfortunate we didn't did, didn't get to see George Russell finish the race because I think they could have done something this weekend. I really do. So I'm a little disappointed. Um, I can see that it's valid in in the kind of result here, but you know what? It is what it is, and that's that's why we do it. That's why we have these. That's why we do these things called the Grand Prix, so that we can figure out um, <laughs> who's good and who's not. And sometimes the good guys you get running into. It just happens. So anyway, yeah. All right. What's your three winners? My three winners. Um, I've got one. Um, very similar to take a guess. It's Carlos Sainz. I mean, come on, you got to give it to the guy first, first win. You'll love to see it. Sergio Perez is my second winner and I'll tell you why Sergio Perez did what he had to do. And I, I will say that for, for every other Red Bull driver, that's not Max Verstappen. Obviously it's when it's, when it's Max, when he does Max things, I go, it's just Max. It's Max. Mm-hmm. But the second Red Bull driver is in a unique position in that nobody is like eyeballing you to be like the guy. Okay. You don't have to mm-hmm. be the guy. Max is the guy. Sergio Perez just has to, when Max can't be the guy like this weekend, when he can't be the guy, you have to step up and you have to be the guy. And Sergio Perez was the guy. Yeah. Sergio easily could have gotten past uh, Charles and let Lewis go just and just kind of coasted just finish the, the race and let lewis kind of you know get get second or whatever but sergio was like no i heard them talking crap about me a couple weeks ago saying i didn't have any pace and he goes out there and he gets lewis and it was it was great those those final like few laps with those three fighting for second third fourth well fighting for second were really 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 good to watch and i really i i can't give sergio enough credit Every single mm-hmm. time Sergio has to show up, he does. I really feel like that. Every single time that, you know, something goes wrong and it's like, okay, Sergio, you got to score us some points. He goes out there and he does it. We've ha- maybe we've had a couple, you know, one or two mishaps this season. Maybe we didn't feel like Sergio was quick enough sometimes. But, man, Red Bull easily could have come away from this weekend with, like, eight points. They easily could have done that. Yeah. Neither one of their drivers had, you know, Max. There, there was a lot that went wrong for Red Bull, and Sir, it really felt like Sergio Perez just pulled these eighteen points out of his out of his butt. It really did. So I got to give Sergio the credit on that one. My third and my final winner chase has to be Lando Norris. We mm. talk constantly about how this McLaren is not up to snuff. Lando Norris says, "You know what? Screw it. Puts it on." You know, he was like right around the top five the whole time. I think he got over overcut or undercut by Fernando Alonso sort of later. But Lando was hanging with Fernando Alonso in that Alpine. And we we know how good that Alpine car is. That Alpine is a good car. Lando was keeping pace with the Alpine. I don't know how he did it, considering his teammate was considering his teammate was bum last, essentially, for the most of the for most of the race. Yeah, I I don't understand how this kid is doing it, but God, I love when he does it. 
So Lando Norris has to be my third winner. Yeah. And to, to throw in some thoughts on that, a lot of people, a lot of people, so we have a TikTok, if you didn't know, we had a TikTok. Yeah, go follow us on TikTok. And I read the comments. I don't know. I don't, I rarely reply to them or like them, you know, but I read them. We're always watching. Yeah. And <laughs> we were talking about a while ago, we were talking about the difference between Lando Norris and, and, uh his teammate, Daniel Ricardo, and someone in the comments said, well, how come you're pointing out that and not uh, Zhao and Bottas or Magnussen and Schumacher? And I never replied, but the simple reply is Bottas is a veteran. Zhao is a rookie. Uh, Magnussen has been in the sport for half of Mick Schumacher's life, Right. Then you turn to Lando Norris, who is younger than Daniel Ricciardo, who used to be the golden boy at Red Bull, and Lando Norris is getting sixth place, while his teammate Daniel Ricciardo is 13th place in this, in this race where there are six DNFs. And that's, that's the problem there, is the fact that Daniel is doing nothing, essentially. When Lando's doing everything, mm-hmm. yeah. So I just thought that was interesting because I, I never really noticed that Daniel was nowhere to be seen until you mentioned it, and then I was like, oh hey, <laughs> he's pretty much as back as far as you can get behind Yuki Tsunoda, who I believe had problems because he was in the initial crash. So yeah, yeah, yep. All right. No, it's you're absolutely right. I mean, it's tough to. He's just, it's just, it, it, it's, su- this is such a quintessential, like, a result from McLaren. Lando mm-hmm. driving well, Lando looking good, and Daniel, and you look around, it's like, where, where's Daniel? He's three places out of the points. He's getting beat by both Aston Martins. He's getting beat by both Haases. What, what is going on? What yeah. is going on? Anyway, obviously, very clearly, not everybody can be winners, Chase. So give me your three losers. All right. My three losers. Step one, Ferrari. Yes, they won the race. But, man, are they dropping the ball at every opportunity they get (laughs) again and again. They could have had a one-two here. They could have walked home with the easiest one-two ever. I mean, their rival, Max Verstappen, has a car failure and he's not there. Uh oh, that's your chance to get one too. Right there, said and done. We see it. We saw it. We've seen it for years, right? The only thing that was splitting Mercedes was Max. When Max wasn't there, guess what? Mercedes got a one two. Ferrari needed to capitalize on this and they didn't. I don't know what they do with Leclerc. I don't know if they, they're playing D&D at their little station there and rolling a die and saying, Hey, um, would it be a good idea to pit Leclerc right now? Rolls die, gets a low roll. Oh, no, it wouldn't? Okay, let's not pit him at the best opportunity possible. I mean, wow. I just I don't get Ferrari. I'll be honest. They, uh, I don't get it. It's just everyone's complaining about their pit stops this week with Leclerc. And I don't know why. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why Ferrari does this to us. What do you think? 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think there was some reports of of Matteo Bonato kind of going over to to Charles and saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, sorry, this was this wasn't good from us." You know, taking the responsibility, which is what a good team principal does. I've had my kind of doubts about Matteo Bonato as a team principal. I've always felt he was more of a more of a technician, and I think he, you know, and more of a technician and less of like a team leader. Whereas mm-hmm. somebody like Total Wolf is is a He's a, he's a, you know, he's a manager of, of, of people first. And then he's a car, kind of a, you know, a car guy second where with Mattia, it always felt swapped like that. So I, I never really loved him as a, as a team principal, but that, that point of, of, of good, like leadership with your driver, especially your star driver in Charles Leclerc, the guy that you kind of see as your future, that, you know, something like that will go a long way to mm-hmm. ensuring, um, you know, Charles sticks around probably a little bit longer, although yeah, it's Ferrari, you know, he's going to probably stay with them no matter what. Yeah. As long as they will have him, <laughs> um, he'll be there. He loves Ferrari. Anyway, he does. Second loser, Max. I mean, yeah. not really yeah. what Max did, but man, did Max not need this? Yeah. He's in the lead by a lot, but man, it's nice to extend it. Um, and I'll be honest, it's painful to watch him fight at the back half of the grid that you know he can beat, but can't because his car's broken. Yeah. I mean, when Akon passed him, I was watching it and I was like, is Akon just not that good compared to Max? Or is Max just so goaded that Akon can't pass him faster? Because it's very, it's, it was so clear off the bat that Max's car was basically dead it basically is zombie walking because the moment he had a problem boom both ferraris are gone you can you can count to 10 and both ferraris are out of sight of max verstappen so when he was racing down with akon i was i was like akon pass him buddy i love max but you're in a fully functioning like fourth best car on the grid what are you doing yeah yeah i think that goes to like you were saying before how how, how very good Max is, even yeah. with a crippled car like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the third loser isn't a entity or a person or anything like that. It's just the crash. I hate seeing bad crashes like that. It's, I mean, watching it in the moment, you're like, oh, you know, it's, it, it's not a fun thing to watch these drivers bounce around in this car like it's a video game it's just yeah it's terrifying you don't want anybody in the sport to die you know you don't want their careers to be ended because you know they break their ankle or something and never heal and that was a bad one this was a this was a proper bad crash um from looks obviously obviously Zhao is pretty close to untouched at the end of it no broken bones no nothing like that I'm sure he's sore and all of that but he's walking, doesn't have a concussion, all the all the good things, right? But it, it looked terrible. I mean, in a lot of cars involved. Yeah, most definitely. Obviously, they showed a lot of replays of the in- initial incident. They didn't show too many of, obviously, of show flipping just out of, you know, respect, especially if he was injured, didn't want to be showing that. But I was, like, kind of taking notes, mm-hmm. you know, as I do, and... I mean, it really is just 
I mean, it's it's just, it's like nobody's fault, really. Which is like, yeah, obviously, like it's good because nobody can like oh have that on their conscience that they just mm-hmm. sent Guan Yuzhou spinning off into the into the fence. But it's like, you know, Gasly gets squeezed, right? And yeah. then, and then it's just like George doesn't break fast enough, hits hits hits, and then you know Guan Yuzhou just kind of goes off into the. It's just yeah. it it's just it's unfortunate because it's really nobody's fault, but it, I guess it is fortunate that it's nobody's fault as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was deemed a racing incident, and I mean when you watch it from Gasly's view, it's understandable that it happened. Gasly had a lot of speed, was showing up out of nowhere in between Zhao and Russell, mm. and both of them are just pulling in, and he's there. He you if you watch the replay, he breaks. It's too late, but he tries to break, and you can tell that that was like before it started crashing. Like you can tell he was realizing, oh hey, I should break, but because you know things take time, right? It's too yeah. late. Um, but I, I'm with you. I'm glad it's a racing incident. I mean, yeah, ugh, to send Zhao into the fence like that and have it be a hundred percent your fault. Yeah, uh, that would suck. Yeah. I think that was this is probably the worst crash we've had this season. Yeah, I'd say it's I'd say it's, it's probably the worst crash since Monza with Max Verstappen and Hamilton in 2021. Yeah. Cuz that was probably, that was the one yeah. that Max's car hopped up onto the halo of Oh yeah. <laughs> that one was crazy. Yeah. I forgot about that one. That one was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely definitely um hopefully you know hopefully this is the worst we have this season and, yeah I agree. Uh, nobody has anything else happened to him so okay uh time for my losers yep uh when you touched on charles i mean it just seemed like the team wasn't really prepared strategy wise Anyway, we've 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 harped on Ferrari enough. My second loser goes to George Russell. Really, really unfortunate. Again, like we touched, like we said, not his fault, Mm -hmm. but losing that streak of top five finishes really, really. I mean, that just sucks. That sucks. Yeah, I I agree. You gotta. Not like I said, not really his fault, but I gotta hand to this L, George. Third and final loser i'm gonna give to alpha romeo Mm. i just i something obviously guan yuzhou crashed out not his well not his fault you know but valtteri potex's car breaks down and let's be honest he wasn't really kind of going for anything this race just he was down in 12th he started down in 12th and it's just just a really for for a car that has looked decent and and pretty good at times this yeah. weekend they were obviously with Guanyin Show not even making it out of really the first turn, but with Valtteri Bottas also kind of not really being in the race at all, his you know his DNF didn't really change the race that much. So have to give the final L to Alfa Romeo. They were never really in the race, um, and they have. They've looked good at times this season, so mm-hmm. they they get my my third and final loser. So, Chase, mm-hmm. shall we take a look at the driver's standings? Sure, let's do it. 
Let us do it. The 2022 driver standings are fairly unchanged. Um, obviously, with a couple point differences, you got Max Verstappen at first. His teammate Sergio Perez now in second, um, which changed a couple two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Charles Leclerc in third, now followed directly by his teammate, Carlos Sainz. I believe Carlos was down in fifth and George was up in fourth. So that is one changed. So we've got two Red Bulls, two Ferraris, and two Mercedes. And then all by his lonesome is Lando Norris up in seventh. Mm -hmm. So not too much has changed, but that jump from Carlos and George, really interesting. Um, the gap between one and two is what's that about... 30 points. Yeah. Uh, I can do that like, real quick. It's like 34. 34 points. It is 34 points. Yeah. So, you know, Matt, nobody's running away with it yet. We're about. Are we halfway? We're about halfway. Pretty We're close. We're getting to halfway. Nobody's running away with it. Still looking pretty good, but we would like to see the gap between. Uh, Charles and Max currently is uh, a little bit. More, the gap between Charles and Sergio is nine points. Yeah, and the gap between um, Max and Charles is forty three points. Forty three points. So essentially, Charles has to pray that Max DNFs for the next three races. <laughs> well, it's a it's a slow climb. It's a slow descent into hell, so hopefully, um, slowly but surely, Charles can start making those points up because we do want we want a title fight. We yeah. started the season so good, and I really feel like we've kind of we've kind of teetered off. All right, let's now switch focus and look at constructors. Red Bull solidly on top over Ferrari, followed by Mercedes, and nobody else is even close. The Mercedes. I don't even want to talk about them, but McLaren still holding on to fourth place, but Alpine edging ever closer. The gap now be between long. them, the gap now between them is a single digits, six points. That is the gap between them. Look at them possibly overtaking probably in this next race. Yeah, it won't be long. It I, will I, not be long. <laughs> I, I don't see McLaren getting fourth. Ricardo's not doing enough, and their car is not good enough. To You're right. Alpine, that's got two unstoppable cars, a three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and Akon. Three-time world champion. I don't know what to add to Akon there. I'll be honest. It's Akon. You know. Yeah. He can show up, and he can show out. And win right. a white race. So. And yeah, win a race. All right, Chase. Now it's time for honestly. Whatever you want to talk about. What do you got? Step one. First talking point. Number Step one. Step one. Yeah. The booing of Max Verstappen at the Grand Prix. Now, I, I'm i all for giving your opinions. That's what this entire podcast is for. Yes. I'm all for that. I just think it's out of place because no matter how much I've hated Hamilton in the past, I've never. I would never boo the man at a Grand Prix. Not unless he like you know did something deserving of booing, right? I would never. I'd never boo the man at a Grand Prix, and I think the booing of Max Verstappen is just, it's unnecessary and, and it's rude 
at, at the end of the day. And I also think it's kind of backwards of what a lot of these people are are striving towards, right? So, I don't know if you have many thoughts on that. I don't want to get too political or anything like that, but... Yeah, I mean... I'll I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I I tend to agree. Although I don't know if you know, like hardcore Lewis Twitter stands are, you know, in the in the actual stands, yeah, uh, booing uh, Max Verstappen. I think that I think that Max is a very controversial figure, and he I think is. I, I think, and you have to remember, England. England loves Lewis Hamilton. They love that guy. Yeah. They love him a lot. Yeah, you could hear it when he was on those final few laps when he was fighting um, with Sergio and Charles. The crowd was so loud; it was the loudest I've heard any crowd uh, on the on the on the calendar this season. They really, really like Lewis Hamilton, and Max Verstappen has emerged as the guy who, I mean, he beat him. He beat him last year. He he got him. Yeah. You know, whatever you think about it, on paper, he got him. He beat yeah. him. And so I can I can definitely see where some of the, the ire comes from. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I do think the booing is maybe a little too much. I mean these come on. Let's Yeah. It, for me this it's is... just for me it's just poor taste. It's like yeah. it's like cheering when you see like a basketball player get injured. It's like really that that's what you want you know it's just i don't i don't know if it's i don't know if it's that harsh it's not that harsh but it's that same taste in your mouth where it's like that's really what you're striving for right now because they were booing or or cheering like when he got passed and stuff and booing like when he would pass other people yeah it's like that's so far just just dislike the man just post (laughs) on twitter from your my name is Lewis Hamilton fan dot you know at Twitter <laughs> hashtag Louis fan <laughs> yeah number Louis. one fan number one so I you know, yeah it's just I don't get it it just it feels out of place in F one booing yeah. it 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 really does like that feels like something that would be in place at like. A, you know a football game or a basketball mm-hmm. game but for some reason it just feels out of place in formula i don't i honestly don't know why that is maybe because maybe because of like the the amount of money like the the kind of formula one has an aura about it it's got yeah. a very very like high class aura obviously it's very expensive to own a team there are very few individuals on this planet who can do it there are very very few individuals on the planet who can drive the cars well enough I was yeah. reading, I was hearing, I was, you know, seeing some TikToks and stuff like that about, oh, what's the like hardest sport to, to go pro in. And a lot mm-hmm. of people were saying formula one because yeah. there's 20 spots. And if you don't figure it out almost immediately, you're done. Yeah. And I, and, I, and, I or you have to have a rich dad, which is like, okay, your dad's part of the top 1% of all human beings when it comes to money. And you have to be good enough to make it. Cause yeah. let's not, you know, let's yeah, not on top that, of that. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to be at least good enough to do it. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, for some reason I'm just in my mind, it just feels out of place in the sport, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that could change for but, me. You know, if, if you're booing Max then you have to be okay when people boo Lewis in, 
the United States. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you know, the U.S. Pe- pe- folks, I, I don't, not, I haven't met a lot of older folks who like Lewis. Older folks seem to like like Ferrari, mm-hmm. um, um, but I haven't met a lot of like Lewis fans in person. Obviously, I don't yeah. talk to everybody I meet about Formula One, but you know that's you know, and again, that's yeah. I personal I think it's opinion, a little so. out of place just simply because this sport is all about striving towards being accepting and you know all these things. I mean, Lewis is a big you know, advocate of a lot of things and he gets a lot of support from his from the other teams and the other drivers and all of this. And it just seems kind of backwards of like, yeah, we agree with you, Lewis, but we don't like Max. So we're going to be, we're going to boo him. It's like, "Mm, it's just, you see what I mean? It's like, no, I'm I'm with you 100%. It's all positivity until it's somebody we don't like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Um, we can do I, – I kind of have something that I want to talk about. Yeah, go for the, it. And, and I think one of your kind of talking points here is also talking about this. But after the Guan Zhou crash, they red flag the race. And mm-hmm. they have to go and repair the barriers. And then they start the race again after a while. Mm-hmm. But they start it as the same way that they did at the beginning, like before the crash. Mm-hmm. And I found that really interesting because Max actually gets Carlos on the first corner. Max and Carlos are not involved in the crash at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so Max gets Carlos on the first corner and is in first when the crash happens, essentially. Mm-hmm. So then then they whoop, 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 they rewind it and Max has to start in second again. And I'm not even joking when I say that this essentially cost him the race. I mean, what do you, I mean, because he then has to restart. He tags Charles, I think somebody, because he now is, is back in the pack. Somebody whacks him. I forget who does it. And mm-hmm. now he's got debris in his car. Yeah. If he's in first, I don't know if that happens. So this, um, yeah. To throw some thoughts in there. According to the commentators during the race, they said that's most likely because they didn't complete the first sector. Um, it was why they restarted the grid um, to, to the starting, because they didn't even make it into the first sector mm-hmm. before it was red flagged, sure. which is understandable. Um, I, I kind of think it should have been dealt with who was where when the crash happened. But it's also very hard to keep track of that and very nitty gritty. So from a rule standpoint, and we, you know, we want the FIA, we were talking about it last season, to be clean cut. We want them to just say, this is the rule, deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good example because yeah, when they right. cross that first sector line, right, you get times and then that gives you the position of each driver sure, and it's sure. definitive to say, oh, well, you know, if two cars are next to each other, right as red flag happens, who gets where? Right. So mm-hmm. I see, I see why they did it. Um, it, but I do kind of, I don't know if I agree that it cost him max the race, but it definitely gave him a lot of extra 
problems, right? Yeah, I mean, essentially, you know? he had to go out there and he had to beat Carlos again when he yeah. had already done it the first time. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Max, we can do this, but this time, you know, Carlos was Carlos was there. Carlos was ready. He got a decent start, and he kept with him, and he stayed ahead. But I was yeah. like, wow, if anybody got absolutely screwed over by that crash, other than Guan Yu Zhou, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. It was Max because Max got to first. Max straight up just had a better start than Carlos, and he got him quite easily in that first corner. So I, I can totally understand the rule. I'm not like I'm not yeah. even like complaining about this per se. I just thought it was an interesting fact, or, yeah. or not really a fact, but like an interesting inference. Like if anybody would be upset about this this rule, it would be Max. So yeah, because I, I felt like he he lost the most. He lost that place. That he had he had kind of earned essentially. One thing with, with with the good start. One thing that I thought was interesting is, um, if you watched the live broadcast, obviously it was red flagged for like an hour, right? So the commentators are, are really good and they find things to talk about for an hour. Just pull it out of thin air. For a little bit, they were talking about that they might restart the race. In the original grid position, but leave the other spots blank. And they didn't do that, as far as I'm aware, in the actual race. They never ended up doing that. But I thought that was interesting, as in, like, why on earth would you do that? Just push them all up, you know? Yeah, that seems that seems like you're asking for somebody to miss their break and crash into <laughs> crash into the like front group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Did you well, have anything got, else? Yeah, yeah, I got one, one, maybe two if we can get around to it, but we don't need to. One more thing to talk about. Yeah, but Just, we still have to go through podium predictions. Yeah. Just safety. I mean, it's so good now. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's so good. You talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. He might not have lived during this crash without the Halo. And yep. I'll be honest. Halo first came out, not a fan of it. Didn't like it. Then I started loving the way it made the cars look. Because at first I hated the way it made the cars look. And then I flip-flopped on that. And I was like, man, I love these new cars. Um, and then after a couple crashes, I was like, man, I'm glad it's a thing. Yeah. And it, it, here's another good example of, man, I'm glad it's a thing. The The stuff it does for the racers, I mean... He was riding on his halo there, essentially. Mm -hmm. He was just full speed, not slowing down in the gravel, full on riding in it. And I love that we live in 2022 and our drivers get to live. You go back (laughs) to the 90s or, you know, even further, 60s, 70s, they didn't have good regulations. So I just think safety is phenomenal these days and i love it yeah definitely i i kind of got into formula one post halo um Mm. like really got into Mm -hmm. it post halo i had seen some things and i knew about michael schumacher and stuff like that you know pre-halo stuff but post halo i have never had a problem with the halo i always found it funny when people Mm -hmm. had a problem with it because i never did i always thought look i can understand the fact that it's like kind of quote like in the way but it's it's such a good safety feature yeah just deal with it it's so good 
it is it has clearly saved you know lives essentially yeah. it allowed Lewis Hamilton, you know potentially i mean yeah uh, definitely roman grosjean definitely roman grosjean stopping the yeah you know that the guard the barrier from like yeah the guardrail from like getting from trapping him in there basically he had enough space to get out like yeah and i i you know it's such a good safety feature yeah like i don't care what it looks like if if something provides that much like security and safety for the drivers i don't care what it looks like stick it on the car stick it on the car man yeah i agree i i like i said i originally didn't think that way but it didn't take me long to change my opinion and man am i glad that it's a thing it's just and i and like i said i love the way it looks now i think it's so much fun to play the new games with it just for me because personally i've played the most 2016 without and that's without the halo so it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's always fun to play like 2022 with the halo there i just think it looks great (laughs) absolutely okay let's get into some podium predictions shall we chase yep so last weekend chase went all in on uh max charles and lewis uh, uh, top three for his top three. Max winning, Charles in second, and Lewis in third place. Max and Lewis, no points, but or excuse me, Max and Charles, no points, but Lewis, he nails in third place. So Chase gra- grabs three points there, and he also predicted Ferrari to be the uh, points weekend winner, which they were. So that is another plus three for Chase. It's a good weekend from you, Chase. Good work. Mm-hmm. I went all in on Mercedes, and I know... Um, I talked about it earlier, but unfortunately it did not happen. So I go George one, no points. Lewis two, one point because Lewis did end up on the podium and Max Verstappen three, zero points. Weekend winner, Mercedes, zero points. So tough weekend for me. I'm going to give myself the fourth loser for the weekend. Mm. Only one point. So Chase with a total from last week of 34 points, add six points this week to add, to get up to 40 points on the season which would put you which would put you in ninth in the actual driver's standings chase let's go good work on that uh 40 points uh by the way so that would put him right above uh esteban alcon in ninth and my total from last week 48 points plus the one for lewis being on the podium this week gives me 49 points so that that gap that was 14 points last week drops down to just nine, a single digit gap chase. You're closing in on me. I don't like that. I'm going to have to do better this week. 49 points would put me in eighth place. So just so be that as it may. (laughs) All right, Chase next week is Austria. And I say next week, I literally mean tomorrow. First, uh, first practices are tomorrow. Austria. I love this track. I love racing on it in the game. I love the way it looks. I love how fast it is. This is this is definitely the fastest track on the like time wise. It's the fastest yeah. like to go around on the grid. I really really love the Red Bull Ring in Austria. The we first raced on it in 1970. That's, that's yeah. old. That's a decent long time. And the lap record is 105. Very very fast set by Carlos Sainz. The man himself, the winner this weekend. 
uh, in twenty person. in twenty twenty. So yeah, that is a, a, an interesting person to hold the uh, to hold the record. Uh, we had a interesting top three um, this race last time out in twenty twenty one. Max Verstappen takes first. Valtteri Bottas still at Mercedes takes second, and Lando Norris takes third in the McLaren. I've said mm-hmm. that a couple of times this weekend, just proving how good of a season Lando Norris had last year. So, yeah. Chase, give me mm-hmm. your podium predictions for next weekend at the Red Bull Ring. For me, it's pretty easy. And I also looked at the Styrian Grand Prix. The Styria mm. Grand Prix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's the same track, right? Just yep. doubled. For me, Max wins this. It is last last season, Max was so dominant. He won both races, one of them 35 seconds ahead of Lewis Hamilton, the other one 17 seconds ahead of Valtteri Bottas. Walked home with both of them. I think it is Sergio Perez in two. I think his teammate joins him and rides off of his dominance. Um, and I think it is Carlos signs three. And I went with Carlos because both times last year, Carlos outperformed Leclerc at this track. Mm, I like that. It's an informed pick instead of kind of who, you know, the layman might take. Chase has informed opinions and that's what <laughs> we love about him. <laughs> Uh, so the Winken winner then is going to be Red Bull for you? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think? I agree with you on Max. I think he loves this track. I think Red Bull loves this, loves to see him win on this track. I think they're going to give him a nice juicy car. But I do not think Sergio has the same luck. I think we're going to see Charles in second. And I think we are going to see George Russell in third. I think George yeah, is going to be... Again. He's going to be mad, Chase, that he did not <laughs> get to race this weekend. And he's going to go out there and he's going to kill it. I am going to say, hmm, my weekend winner. You know what? I'm going to, I am going to think that, that Sergio nabs fourth place here. So I'm, my weekend winner is also going to be Red Bull. Yeah. No, maybe sense. we're a little similar, but this is just how I feel like. That's Nine fine. point gap. I gotta go back to. I gotta go back to. You know, making sure. You know, we're scoring some solid points. So Picks Max George as third. No offense, George. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe in my boy George. Boy, I believe in boy George. I, I, yeah, it's yeah. I can agree. It's just I don't know if he has the car right now. I don't know. It doesn't it's it doesn't matter about the car? You gotta look at the driver, Chase. Mm. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be my top three, Max, Charles, and George with Red Bull being the weekend winner. So be interesting to see. Um, that is this weekend. Today is Saturday, Thursday, excuse me, the 7th. The race is on the 10th, so only a few more days until we get to watch Austria. I'm I'm excited. I'm ready for it. I really, really like this track. What do you think, Chase? I agree. It's my favorite track. Oh, wow. Favorite track, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I love racing on this in the game. It's just, it's obviously a short track with only 10 turns. I feel like this is the track that I can perfect, you know? You got mm. 10 turns to make, you know, only 10 mistakes. You go to Monaco, it's like, here's 27 mistakes you have a chance of making. <laughs> so, 
I, I just love racing around it and I've gotten pretty good at it and it, it just flows well. I love, I love the high corner, uh, high speed corners and stuff. And the elevation change is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. All right, Chase. Well, I will see you in a couple nights because that's really awesome to take. Yep. I don't know why, but you do. Like, why? Why? You're like literally such a narcissist.